2: Hey, White Sox fans, this is Brett Valentini. I'm hosting a Southside Sox podcast. It's the mothership, number 58. Unless I have it wrong, I think it's 58. And the White Sox have just swept the team formerly known to steal a line from our recap writer from tonight, the delightful Celeste, uh, team formerly known as the Chicago Cubs. But we'll talk about that in just a second. Let me welcome in the guests for this podcast, Fully representing the Indianapolis field office once again, my friends. This Crystal O'Keefe, you may know her from the Estrogen Power Hour. We like to call it the Estro. Hey, Crystal, what's happening? Like Hello. the wave. Uh, Super Joseph Rhesus, You may know him from Sox Math. Hello, Joe. Hello. And Zach Hayes, you may know him from such articles as, well, let's break down Ryan Tapera. Let's break down who the heck else was it? Cesar Hernandez and. Coming soon to a Southside Sox website near you. What in the world is going on with Dallas Keuchel? Hello, Zach Hayes. Good to be. Uh, Zach, um, please explain your connection to the city of Indianapolis. Otherwise, I may have to ask you to leave.
4: Oh, my goodness. Um, I... The last time I was in Indianapolis was oh man, this is super embarrassing. I actually know I drove <laughs> <laughs> No, I drove down for like a one day like road trip to 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 see a friend and it just like did not it did not go mm, well. It was okay. uh, I had to leave at like, you know, five five in the morning to drive back up to Chicago on Monday morning for work. was it was, was, like,
2: it, it was the
4: time. That's my connection to it. That's okay. my resounding impression of Did, did
2: any funny. of it involve um search of a homemade churro? Ooh, no, I wish it okay. did. Okay, oh, yeah, that actually would be better. Well, uh, our colleague, uh, Trevor Lyons, um, one day we'll taste a churro, and I believe it will involve driving to Indianapolis and having one of Crystal's delicious homemades. Uh, okay, <laughs> folks, <laughs> so sweep. Uh, you would have considered it maybe a foregone conclusion, uh, but really only this game was sort of a foregone uh, conclusion. Um, this team... Uh, meaning the Ivy bumblers is horrible, but you know, any team can beat any other team. And this is a series that's, I mean, let's face it, this is their playoffs. I can only imagine what it's going to be in Chicago. I think later on in the month Uh, impressions of the series satisfaction from winning it. Or are you angry? It was as close as it was.
3: I'm I'm happy they won and I'm sick of the whole, well, they're playing our farm team right now. (laughs) I'm like, cool. The Charlotte Knights have also whooped up on, Almost every team they've played lately, so please be gone with your BS farm team.
2: It also ignores the fact that the White Sox have sort of held their own against the Cubs in recent years. I imagine they've lost more than they've won, but they've held their own definitely at best with the Charlotte Knights. I'm guessing maybe we might be talking more Winston-Salem plus Schaumburg alternate site journeymen. So, yeah, uh, that line is not going to fly Give us a couple of years for sure pulling that out, uh, North Siders. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, Zach, impressions of this uh, uh, debacle for the North Siders?
0: I couldn't be happier. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this has been in, uh, just an incredible weekend, and I don't really have anything to complain about right now. I mean, and, and plus, like, yeah, another thing about that argument of like, wins against us don't count if we are bad it's kind of also just like ripping on your own team so i don't i don't really quite understand that one either but yeah it's a three-game sweep is a three-game sweep and i will happily take it um however you can get it
2: yeah joe it's a criticism of the process too okay we decided to jettison all of our players but now we also get to uh fill the cry towel because we got rid of all of our players uh you know pick a lane you clowns Zach. um yeah,
4: you. I'm I'm almost as mu- as great as it would be to go in there and whoop them like 12-0 every single time. I'm actually almost kind of distrustful at this point in the season of having too many like resounding easy victories. Um, with two months left to play, the fact that they oh. came out of the series three zero when at multiple points it seemed like with at least games one and two. And even at a, you know, for a couple of tense outs there today, there were moments where we thought, Oh no, they're going to, they're going to blow this. This is not going to work. There's, you know, something, something is going to happen. These were not easy wins and it's good to see them be able, even against a bad team, be able to pull out three in a row where they were just not really until today clicking on all cylinders.
2: Zach Hayes yeah. tr- trotting out his uh, White Sox bona bonafides by saying, you know what? I just, I didn't feel right. It just didn't seem right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that you're not the only one who watches these games thinking, hmm. and I like, this is a new, this is a twist. This isn't, uh-oh, something's going to go wrong only. It's also, this can't be easy for two more months. I'm not trusting this. Uh, this, you know, this isn't right. Me, I'm like, let's win by 15 every game. But I, I see your weird, like, karmic argument there, Zach. So, you know, I'll buy it. Zach, you've profiled uh, a number of our trade acquisitions uh, I would like to start off with you, but taking around uh, the, the circle here, and I'd like to know who of the three uh, have, has impressed you the most so far.
4: Oh, it's got to be Cesar Hernandez uh, without question. I mean, it doesn't help that Kimbrel, uh and Tapera both had you know <laughs> yeah. less than stellar uh opening, opening acts with the team. Not that that particularly clouds my, my view of them at all, uh, but Hernandez has been exactly as advertised. I think he went over tonight, but until now, he hit, you know, 350 in his first week. He's hitting for power. He's making the plays in the field. He's beaten out in field singles. He's just doing all of the little things, right? And is like, you know, I, I don't want to say blue guy, but he's really, the lineup has a little more cohesion when. Uh, you're not just you just have the black hole of, of Danny Mendick or, or LeUri in there a spot higher than they should be. And that bumps the floor up for everybody else, I think. So I've been really, really pleased with how lot, how he's been so far.
2: Yeah, he hasn't missed a beat. And that's really nice, too, that he just seamlessly moved right into. I mean, it's like he's been here uh, all year. Uh, Joe and Crystal, you sort of seen the same thing?
3: Yeah, I've, I've been most impressed with him. I've had to talk my mother-in-law off the ledge about the guys from the Cubs. She was like, "Well, they're terrible," and I was like, "Well, they've been <laughs> great. They've been great this season. Maybe they're just like sleeper agents." But your yeah. your
2: mom believes in cubby stink too. See, uh, welcome to the team officially now, uh, uh, Mrs. Okay. Um, yeah, cubby stink. It's a, it's a we don't want to talk about it. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, says our impressions or uh, or otherwise. Uh, you
0: yes. Was- um- don't have that much to add to this one. Cesar Hernandez has definitely impressed me the most. Um, I, certain, and especially the insurance home run on Friday's game, that turned out to be an important one, um, assuming the same thing would have happened in the bottom of the eighth, which didn't go the Sox's way. Um, and uh, hit another insurance home run um, Saturday as well. Um, it's nice to have another powerful bat in the lineup. And so far the defense um, has has been, has been solid as well.
2: Uh, all right, let's take our break uh, on the uh, early side here. I suppose we're approaching midway, but I'll don't worry. You'll we'll get your full money's worth, listening audience. We'll just drag it on. You know that's how it rolls. Uh, okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back on Podcast 58.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore need a fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns don't miss our special mother's day deals save big on the season's most beautiful trends for a limited time get up to 50 percent off by going to blue that's blue i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons
2: Rep Altini here hosting Southside Sox podcast number 58. I am very, very delighted and lucky to be joined on this podcast by the entirety of the Indianapolis field office. It is Crystal O'Keefe and Super Joseph Reeses, And from parts unknown, certainly not Indianapolis, we have established in the first half. It's Zach Hayes bringing it home, representing outside of the field office, but still Eastern time zone again. Rules on these podcasts. I for the life of me oh. will never figure out why. No, I'm
4: I'm on the central time zone.
2: Uh, exactly. And you are uh, and you are outvoted three uh, one. I, I gotta oh, three, tell you oh, three okay. these clowns, the all these people, I, they're they're I, like I, the whole staff is like yeah, come on, let's do some podcast action. And every time I go around <laughs> the, the table, Joseph Crystal, always there. Zach, you're representing. You are carrying the the Central time zone right now. Bring it back a little bit. There's a (laughs) a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Don't just start jumping in the car and driving to Indianapolis right now. Don't take it that far. Okay. Uh, okay. I need to know, uh, favorite, it's been 25-odd years or so. Cubs and Sox have played each other since they both existed. But uh, only maybe the last quarter century we've had interleague play. And this is, I believe, the third sweep the White Sox have uh, committed in Wrigley Field. Uh, I'd like to know what your favorite White Sox-Cubs interleague memory is.
3: Can I be super cheesy? You like, can be. cheese factor out the window. Um, well, what
2: do you think I, we're I, doing I, here? Of course. <laughs>
3: obviously my wedding night, because we Uh, opted to not have a reception and go to a Sox-Cubs game (laughs) at Sox Park. I don't want to talk about the outcome of that game, but we got a bunch of wedding pictures outside the park, and it was a happy memory.
2: You would be in trouble, Crystal, if that wasn't your memory. And actually, (laughs) I don't want to bring up like skeletons in the closet here, but at the time on the wedding day, it was a happy outcome for you.
3: It, well, yes, or were you transitioning? No. Because that I think was the moment where I was like, <laughs> "I hate the Cubs." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that, it started that night where I was just like, "I don't know, I don't like these guys."
2: In so. in uh, sort of, uh, let me just guess that it's related, but uh, I'll share an anecdote from um, Celeste, who is at who wrote our recap tonight and who was at the game yesterday, and. I had seen a photo from somebody, I don't know if it was uh, Lenny, I don't know who it was, somewhere out there, it had uh, uh, sent out the uh, Aroldis Chapman jersey. And uh, she said to me in passing today, Oh, yeah, I had one of those in front of me. And I was like, What, you mean Cubs fans? You mean Chapman jerseys? There's not just one per ballpark, there's one per section. And it sounded like the answer was yes. And All right, you know, fill in the blank there. I'm not going to be angry. They swept, but holy crap. Okay, Super Joseph, uh, give me a favorite uh, White Sox Cub memory.
0: I like the Pierzinski home run in 2006. Um, That was a moment I remember pretty clearly, surprisingly. um, um, It's been a little while. That was an era before before I was on social media in any case. I guess MySpace was around and Facebook was – just was pretty new at that point, but I wasn't on either of them yet. Um, and, um, like, you know, the Sox were down with um, – with they were down to their last out, um, down a run at Wrigley Field. I kind of, like, had a feeling of resignation at that point. Um, and they get back-to-back hits, and they bring – and then AJ comes up. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe they have a chance, like um, – I'm glad I didn't turn the game off, but yeah, <laughs> because, um, yeah, I, like, I think on the broadcast, they'd even mentioned, like, the MVP of today's game is Aramis Ramirez, <laughs> you know, um, when they were down to their last outs, um, with the bases empty. Um, and yeah, it was, they jumped the gun a little bit on that one and Pierzynski just crushed one down the right field line. And, um, um, the honorable mention goes to the Eloy home run in 2019. Mm. I was on social media for that and the, takes from the um, um, Cubs fan base were pretty salty <laughs> that day, but um, I, I think they would have been a little bit saltier had I been on social media um, in, in 2006. So I'm going to go with AJ's home run.
2: Cubs fans, those takes are only going to get saltier. You're going to be awash in salt. You're going to need a desalination machine to des- desalinate what Eloy is going to do to you over these coming years. Now, Joe, uh, I I think the series are usually played somewhere close together. Maybe 2006 wasn't the case. I was there at Sox Park for the the punch. Uh, I'm guessing AJ may have still even been wearing a bruise uh, at the time he hit his, his uh, well, not walk off, but his uh, game winner uh, at Wrigley. So that sort of made it nice. So you always sort of tie, you can tie those moments together. It makes it extra, extra, extra sweet. Uh, Zach, okay, what you got?
4: Yeah. The context there was, it just makes it that much better. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've got two, um, actually they're both fairly short and I can't remember too many details about one. This is a little, a little bit immature and kind of reflects where I was (laughs) at at the time of like when some of those heated late two thousands, uh, you know, Sox Cubs battles where I remember a game in 2009, uh, And the context, again, here is really important. You know, the Cubs are coming off two straight division titles, but they're struggling in 2009. The White Sox are coming off, you know, they won, you know, 163 and all that. Also struggling a little bit, but very much in the thick of things. And The Sox were streaking a little bit. Jake Peavy is on the hill against Carlos Zambrano. And I don't remember what happened. I'll have to go look it up or something because now my my, my interest is kind of peaked. But something happened, and that was the game that produced the – somewhat legendary carlos zebrano complete and utter meltdown in the dugout in between innings where he comes up and tries to fight Derek lee who is like not somebody who's a nice dude and not someone you want to fight from everything i understand uh and just you know a classic zebrano moment but kind of towards the end where it was like all right the, the gig is up here a little bit uh and being like 14 when that happened, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. You know? <laughs> um, and another one is just a real baseball nerd moment. And it was the year or two later when Paul Knurko was having a great year. Um, Andrew Kashner is a rookie, and he's coming up, and he's thrown 99, 100 out of the bullpen, and everyone's like, ooh. Uh. Um, and he is facing Canerco late in the game. I think it's a close game again. I don't remember too much um, else. And Kaschner blows two fastballs at 99, right past Canerco. And this is older, you know, smart Canerco, not super powerful Canerco. And he tries it again for a third time. Canerco says, no, <laughs> just takes it the other way outside, right towards the pole. And uh, just as someone who was growing up and like really figuring out the ins and outs of baseball, watching that happen was like,
2: my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, a little masterclass. Yeah, that's, that's my piece
4: right there.
2: Hey, uh, Super Joe, that's uh, TCU's very own uh, Andrew Kashner. No doubt about it. Uh, okay, my moment. Actually, you guys didn't choose it, so it, it's awesome. Uh, my moment, uh, I was at the park. Uh, it started out with David Wells uh, a retiring maybe four batters before he fell over. Um, Portly, sorry, David, you may have had a borderline Hall of Fame career, but not in shape. Fell down, could not get up. So uh, he was out of the game. Sort of a bummer, sort of a bummer to start off that way. Uh, but that game ended with a Carlos Lee walk-off grand slam, which I would say uh, Carlos Lee really liked to stick it to the Cubs. So, you know, he's sort of a, always got a little special place in my heart for what he decided to do to the north side. Now, Zach, I don't know if it was 2009, two thousand ten. Maybe it's just happened back to back. Uh, my like little addendum note was actually in covering the team I do recall being at Sox Park for a game, Zambrano was losing it in the dugout. He may have done it back-to-back years with Derek Lee. I think it was Derek Lee, but uh, it was just delightful to realize it's going on below you, so you can't even see, but maybe you're catching some monitors or something. You're like, oh, the guy is losing it again, Uh, and it made for a little delightful uh, sidebar because I think at the time, at least the 2010 run, that was right in the middle of that 25 out of 30 run when I just happened to hop on the beat for the first time. It was like, wow. This is easy. Any team I cover just rocks and rolls their way to a championship. Now I found out otherwise very quickly in 2010. But for that moment, boy, we all we all could dream. Well, not Crystal, sorry. Crystal, I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but you weren't with us yet. Now you are and you're double the fan. And I love you for it. Uh, okay, awesome moments. So many. And you know, guess what? None of them involved the Cubs doing much of anything well at all. Hey, guess what? That's sort of the trend in this series. Uh, let's talk a little bit bring it back to 2021 White Sox because Lord knows the Cubs, as of just a couple of weeks ago, they seem like they might be a formidable opponent in what was a tough start to the second half of the White Sox. It's suddenly getting a little easier by the the twins bailing even more on the season Cleveland deciding to uh basically the division taking three steps back and the White Sox looking around them and saying I guess we've took step forward because everybody else decided to just bail on the season the Cubs included those were going to be hard fought and now they're looking a little less hard fought we'll see what they have in store for us uh at Sox Park later on season. Uh, What do you need to see, each of you? I would like to know, given there are a lot of question marks still with the team, even though the one question mark doesn't seem to be whether they will make the playoffs and win the division. But that said, what are you looking for? What's one thing you're looking for from this team between now and the playoffs that's going to sort of hearten you or or quell a fear you may have about it?
0: I want to see... Oh, yeah, sorry.
3: Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I just... I just want to see how Luis Robert is going to come back and kind of gel with this team. Um, you know, obviously the others have been just fine coming back, but that's the only thing that I'm just really, really curious as to how they're going to shift in that outfield, mm-hmm. who's going to be sent down. If mm-hmm. you know, that happens and just how he can get back into the groove. And if he's as quick as, you know, Aloy has been. Because obviously he was on fire tonight. Like that's that's my biggest kind of well, what's yeah. going to happen with that, and just keeping him and everyone else healthy.
2: And, and Christy, I mean. Crystal, literally how they'll shift with Robert in center field, and let's say corner outfielders who are first basemen. Uh, whether he will actually have to cover uh, pole to pole for some games or not, it seems like he's willing. It seems like yeah. he likes it, so it, it may not be any problem at all. You may just. Hit the ground running, but we'll we'll see uh, how much Domino's pizza he had during his break. Uh, uh, Super Joseph, what is uh, what, what's what's a concern of yours?
0: So the front office der- deserves a lot of credit for the bullpen that it has put together. I just need to see it materialize a bit more. I, I need to be able to trust the relievers more in in close games. Um, like with the names that they have in the bullpen, I I feel like. We should be getting better results from them, and I think they will come. Um, yeah, the front office has done its job in, in that sense, but um, this is a, just a situation where the, um, to, for me to feel better about their playoff chances, um, I would like to see a, a little bit more reliability from that part of the team.
2: And is giving Tony LaRusso more options, a good thing or a bad thing. Okay, Zach, uh, what you got?
4: Um, I want to see them continue to be creative with how they're handling the pitching staff um, and the starters, particularly we just saw in the past 10 days or so uh, the difference between a well-rested Carlos Rodon and a guy who's starting to feel the weight of throwing a lot more innings than he has uh, in the past. I mean, if we get to game one in October and we see the Rodon that's throwing like 93, 94, instead of the one that's 97, 98, we just saw the other day, that can be kind of a problem. Uh, none of these guys threw more than a hundred innings last year. You know, it's kind of, it's an open question for everybody as to how they're really going to handle the stretch run when, when things start to get heavy. So we can't afford to have you know Lucas Giolito losing his mechanics in the playoffs start because he's tired. We can't afford Rodon to not have that life on the fastball when it comes down. So you know, I'm I'm more than I, I want Kopech to continue to be stretched out so he can be that multi inning guy in the playoffs. Give him a spot start now. I'll deal with Jimmy Lambert and uh, you know Jonathan Stever once in a while, you know, to make sure make or sure next that those year. guys are. Or, <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. That's I think that's a sacrifice you have to make. And I'm not someone who usually I don't advocate like punting on games under any circumstances. But you know, I think with the offense fully back, you can win a game. You can win a game with Jimmy Lambert and Ronaldo Lopez tag teaming. We've seen that already. So I think rather than you know continue to pump them out there every fifth day, I'm willing to you know deal with someone. I want to see some creativity there to make sure that they they got to be fresh come October, man. That's that's when it counts. Yeah,
2: Ronaldo is back, baby. he was back.
3: He's nice. hungry.
4: You know, he looks like he's thrown with a lot more intent and coming out of the bullpen. And I, I, even when he's missing spots, I like it. Honestly, he looks good.
2: <laughs> yeah. The uptick in velocity, if nothing else, some, he's got something back. He's got I mean, I don't think it's just his vision, you know, is sharp. I, he's got something back. This this difference between whatever the hell it was down in Charlotte and what he's doing now on us outside is pretty impressive. And hats off to him. I love, uh, I love Lopez. I certainly had, had bailed on him early this season. Uh, and, you know, I'd love to uh, unveil. Um, let's look ahead to what I believe is Thursday. Oh God. I don't even know. Uh, and Zach, you are uh, recapping for us. Volunteered to recap the cornfield game. Um, but let's talk specifically. Uh, Carlos Rodon, I believe is scheduled to make that start uh, the other person who, just by merit, might uh, deserve that would be Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is certainly um, old school. You can imagine him being a big old Walsh. You can imagine him drinking many beers after the game like they used to back in the day or smoking cigars on the train between uh, cities. Who, who deserves, if, you, if, it was, if everybody was rested, who deserves that start? Is it Carlos Rodon? Is it Lance Lynn? Uh, is it uh, Lucas Giolito because he's the ace? Uh, who would you have started if you had your brothers?
4: I think you look at the two big deadline acquisition that the Yankees made and it's, you Wheel. Know, I guess Anthony <laughs> Rizzo is not, not going to be present. But uh, nice. so that kind of torpedoes. I was going to say, like, you have the two big lefties in there. I want mm. Carlos Rodon up there. Uh, they Are Stanton and Judge, if you get the ball up there, not as good with, with velocity? Um, I think it's, it's a better matchup, honestly. Um, and I think Rodon, I mean, he, he deserves the spotlight as much as anybody else at this point. So that, that would be – I have no problem with that.
2: And uh, get that over over Lance, Indianapolis.
3: I second that. Although Lance Lynn is an Indiana like corn fed boy,
2: oh yeah, he is.
3: <laughs> so like that's a real Sophie's choice between the two of them. But I do think it should be Carlos Rodon. I was really excited to see that he slated up for it now because he deserves the world after what he's been through and what he's done this season.
2: Joe, you're Absolutely. gonna mess this up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Three, um, for three Yes, I, 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 I agree. It's, it's great to have multiple really good options for this. Um, but yes, I, I would lean toward Rodan as well.
2: Hey, before zoom bumps us because I don't have the budget of the estrogen power hour. Um, here's a question, perhaps more philosophical. Oh, gosh, it could get political. Uh, the White Sox host the Cubs at some point some or all of you might be going to one of those games uh given the circumstances in uh, the country i guess things hasn't haven't changed everywhere i am coming to you from florida so i am on the other side of the battle lines but uh is there any hesitation uh if you were planning on going if you've just decided to swear off going anyway uh what are your thoughts about uh, attendance given the situation this seems to be to some degree a perpetual pandemic
3: I was just going to say, I still don't even feel comfortable walking into a ballpark that I feel like most of the people were vaccinated, and it was like a, a day game on a Thursday. So, full offense, I would not feel comfortable being around a bunch of unvaccinated Cubs fans. I won't add any other terms that I would have liked to have used (laughs) just then because I I'm going to try to be nice but I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. I got a little nervous when I was in Pittsburgh last weekend Mm. too but yeah I don't think I could be around a bunch of like Cubs fans trying to do beer snakes or whatever. Cup snake whatever that's called. Like I don't want their germs or their cubby cubby stink near me. Even though I'm fully vaccinated, yeah. they are like Delta variant carriers. Yeah.
2: yeah to interject is as if uh, it's it's as if a uh, promised guest uh, Celeste did um, actually appear on this podcast. But I believe her line from yesterday was uh, I went to the Crosstown series game on Saturday and all I got was the Delta variant. But uh, boy, it was um, quite a group of people. Uh, Joseph, Zach, uh, how are you feeling about things? um
4: i've been going to a fair number of games my mask has been glued to my face the entire time especially with the situation with the vendors not being back the concourse especially the lower concourse has been a bloody nightmare like you know i I don't leave my seat because it actually kind of gives me a lot of anxiety Um, uh and yeah like i'm i'm a cancer survivor myself i take i take this as seriously as 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 anybody else the ballpark is kind of the one one of the exceptions i made for myself um as far as, you know, taking a risk, it is a risk comfort level. Um, mm-hmm. And for a playoff game, I think I would have to do it. Uh, for the Crosstown Classic, I think I'd probably survive without, uh, without catching something. Among those. You know, you I mean, put it this way, I put it this way. If I got COVID from a playoff game, I would be like, <sighs> <laughs> like I, I don't know how mad I would be able to be. <laughs> Relatively speaking, sure, like I would sure. be pretty mad at myself for letting yeah. myself get it in any other circumstances. Um, if I were to get it at a crosstown classic game, I would be bashing my head into the wall. So I think that kind of tells you how, I, how <laughs> yeah. I feel like it goes.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Joe, I always call you Joseph. You're probably not Joseph. But I'm going to just keep calling you Joseph. So uh, where do you stand?
0: Joseph is totally fine too. Um, yes, I've yeah been to three games this year. Um, yeah, I've been um, fully vaccinated. You know as soon as I had the opportunity to get the vaccine. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm taking this seriously, of course. Um, yeah, I've had, besides, you know, when I'm, like, you know, eating something, you know, at the ballpark, I've, I've had the the mask on as well. Um, I, I feel pretty safe, personally, with the being fully vaccinated and in, in an outdoor environment, um, at least at this point in time. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm definitely taking the, the risks seriously, but um, I, I, I feel pretty safe in, in that kind of environment.
3: I will yeah. say with Anthony Rizzo no longer on the Cubs, we might be, oh, I'm sorry, that was really insensitive.
2: <laughs> well i i was going to say i thought it was very interesting that aaron boot said well you know we we're just in florida <laughs> like, well aaron i think you're missing a real key piece of the jigsaw puzzle, jigsaw puzzle there but uh yeah, all right you know okay <laughs> whatever you gotta tell yourselves. <laughs> yeah i i don't uh, i don't know it's it's a very it remains a strange situation because this is, you know, we got the NFL starting up, uh, where there's been an interesting amount of pushback there from players, uh, where the quarterback was saying he wants he's going to he's willing to stand behind a plexiglass to not get it when it's like, but yet he's willing to do everything he can for his team to win. What a strange time we live in! It's such a strange time. Aren't we lucky we've been around for all of it? <laughs> and it's and there's still an ellipses. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Well, that was a really positive way to wind up Southside Sox podcast number 58. Hey, listen, we're just sober and aware because we're smart. We're White Sox fans. There's something here. Okay. It's not just Lollapalooza extended uh, like this last crosstown weekend. And you still didn't win. That's the good news. See, Zach, you didn't have to go. They still won. You're like, I think they got this. I can con- sort of control them by remote. It's good. And we all got to enjoy three wins. And, you know, let's not chalk up three more, but I think somehow the cup comes home this year. I think it comes home. Thank goodness. They have had a big gap in their trophy case for at least maybe a couple of years now. I think that ends this year. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, Joseph, Crystal, Zach, thanks for hopping on for this uh, Southside Sox podcast after dark and uh you know we'll have more uh guess what you know what me and zach are going to be back together real soon because it's about time for him to have his unveil even though he's like he's crashed like two or three already it's time to have his unveiling podcast we got to get to know the man behind the pine tire keyboard we got to know just a little bit about what makes the guy ticks so we're going to have a sort of meet the players podcast that we're going to probably run it's probably going to work out that it's going to be laid out on field of dreams day because this is going to become zach hayes day this thursday call your friends call your mothers call your fathers call your house pets mark it on your calendar it is zach hayes day on thursday uh we'll have other stuff before that minor league update whatever uh so uh thanks as always for listening reading sometimes watching and when you want the extended mix you got to watch the Estrogen Power Hour because you ain't going to get it here. All right. Thanks, we'll everybody. Soon. Oh, please. Come on. We got, we're in, we're in estro withdrawal. So we're to speak. angry right now.
3: We'll be back soon.
2: Okay, good. Let it build, let it build and then let it out. All right. Uh, okay. Thanks everybody as always. And thanks to the three of you for hopping on to celebrate the Crosstown Sweep, awfully sweet. Uh, we'll be back at you with more podcast stuff uh, sooner than you might even want.